so remember keep posting on linkedin uh don't uh don't hate create that's that's yeah. something on instagram mm-hmm. i like it uh just just keep creating keep pushing content it really helps you build connections and reach out to new people amazing uh yeah and then over a period of time that would create like a, a snowball effect exactly what you're doing exactly in fact i got my summer internship through my youtube video Welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. I'm Ishan Sharma and you are listening to Bitscast. This is episode 5 and with me I have a very special guest here today. He is the co-founder of Hulak Chatbots, a TEDx speaker and a YouTuber having over 250,000 views on his YouTube videos. Please welcome Harish Uthia Kumar. Hello Harish, how are you doing today? I'm doing great Ishan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. Amazing. Uh you recently started uh, vlogging and going to the gym. Do you believe in uh, the concept of uh, new year resolutions? Um I do like this is the first time I'm doing a new year resolution because in the past every single time I made a new year resolution I just followed it for the month of January but this time hopefully it will go on till February and maybe till March That's nice I recently made an episode on how do you make new year resolutions stick Oh great <laughs> I'll watch that <laughs> Yeah uh tell me a little about your startup how did you come up with the idea of the name because uh when I first uh, read it it was kind of strange to me Mhm Okay so uh I didn't like come up with a random name for me uh, I want like a short and crisp name and more than the creativity of the name I was concerned about the domain name so uh, I wanted to create a website initially right so uh, I was like why not have like a five letter word that really becomes a, a striking domain name so I was coming up with uh, with all these weird combinations hulock hulock uh i was just replacing the last word with all 26 alphabets and then uh hue lock sounded a bit striking like it, it just stayed in my mind for a long time so i was like yeah why not go with this domain so i went to godaddy looked up for hue lock and uh surprisingly hue lock.in hue lock.com and all the other subdomains were uh available so i was like yeah why not go with hue lock so that's how the name hue lock came and yeah it is it is quite striking and uh, moreover something else is that whenever you google up hulock it's just us who pop up yeah. so that just uh, helps us you know monopolize on the name mm-hmm. so that's 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 one of the reasons so major reason is because uh, we want to become popular on the internet using that name that's it and is there a story behind the logo that you have like the reverse exclamation mark oh not really <laughs> i just i just made a circle and <laughs> okay. extended it <laughs> all right that's nice um like your startup is a year old right now so you started when uh, like you were when you were in the second semester of first year itself so like uh, you knew everything about like chatbots that's why that that is how you started so mm-hmm. like how were you able to get so ahead like of the normal people like right now that i have in my first semester and like even they when they look at me they're like how are you able to do this mm-hmm. so like uh, did you have any previous experience to coding and all that mm, okay not really not not really coding uh, i'm not ahead of everyone because every single person specializes in a particular field and maybe i would say i specialize in startups and that's why i'm ahead in this particular field but say it's dancing or singing then i'm trash right yeah. i i don't know shit about dancing or singing <laughs> so uh in the startup field i would say uh in my 12th grade i saw uh one of my friends startup uh he in fact he started up when he was 13 So uh, his name is Nilay Kulkarni and until today he is like one of my inspirations nice. and I think the major motivation behind me starting up 
was to watch him start up and then you know watch that hustle watch that uh watch him living that startup life and that's what you know uh, made me think over my life i was like okay so uh when i grow up do i want to go to an office work from 9 to 5 and uh you know stay in a city for a very long time and maybe then in the future raise a family is that the life i want or is it something as uncertain as running a startup should i like um you know live in a small 1 bhk apartment with my laptop yeah. and then slowly trying to build a team and then mm-hmm. slowly going out uh, getting roasted uh, you know maybe even sleeping yeah. hungry <laughs> uh, is that the type of life i want to live and uh, honestly the second option seemed more fun mm-hmm. it seemed as if you know every single day would be an adventure it seemed as if every single day would be uncertain and would be having something new uh, yeah. in itself mm-hmm. so i was like yeah i mean this second type of life seems interesting so Why not give it a shot? Though I may not be able to sustain it for a long time. Yeah. Let's let's give it a shot, and that's why you know I got into startups. And honestly, I didn't know anything about chatbots uh, mm-hmm. in my twelfth grade. I uh, started off as, as an intern for another startup. So uh, one of my friends ran a startup, and once he, I mean, I had zero interest in startups at that time. I yeah. knew what startup was. Mm-hmm. I was like, after I graduate, I might start yeah. up, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that uh, how how to go about it. So once uh, one of my friends, he runs like a web development agency. He yeah. gave me a call and he was like, Harish, I have a project for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I know coding, right? I knew yeah. WordPress. So mm-hmm. if Uh, for those of you who don't know wordpress is like an easy to build a uh, uh, website platform so even if you know zero things about coding you can just drag and drop and build a website so it was like can you build a website in wordpress i was like sure why not mm-hmm. and then i started working with him and eventually you know uh, we worked with a couple of us clients and that's oh, how nice. uh, we learned about how the market works mm-hmm. and uh, that's when i realized that just having ideas and just having skills is not enough unless and until you are able to hit the market convince that customer to pay for your product negotiate and uh, you know uh, hustle with the client it's it's not going to work so that's when i realized just having coding skills or just having just having skills to make a website is not enough you need to know how to make a website and at the same time negotiate with the customer and come up with a great price point so that even uh, you are able to run a business mm-hmm. so you know i had fun doing all of this these things and even my friends used to appreciate it so maybe that also motivated me mm-hmm. but yeah i mean that's how i got into the got into the industry and as far as chatbots are concerned uh, while making websites i came across a lot of chatbot companies yeah. and initially i just copied off their ideas it was nothing creative mm-hmm. and then uh, after copying the ideas uh, i was like um, why not specialize in a particular field and that's yeah. how that's how i got into the fertility field fertility clinics field we started making bots for fertility clinics mm-hmm. and right now uh, though we though i copied the idea now we just specialized into fertility clinics nice so um, what do you think is some of the biggest uh, myths that people have when starting a startup oh okay the very first myth is that people think you need funding to start a startup yeah, right they like oh i don't have money i just have 100 bucks in my pocket mm-hmm. to be honest uh, as of now my expenditure for the startup is like around 8000 rupees per year wow right it's it's not that that's that, minimal yeah that that must be like the uh, monthly uh, expenses for some some people yeah, in exactly. campus right yeah, so it, it just host as as far as tech startup is concerned mm-hmm. obviously if you're running a factory or something then yeah. you can't run mm-hmm. run with 8000 a lot rupees. of overhead is there exactly yeah uh but if you're running a tech startup with just a website mm-hmm. and especially if you're in college right yeah. you don't have to pay your uh, fellow mates at least your founders mm-hmm. when they're starting out so uh in that case you can get great talent uh you can you know 
uh, get great motivation from your teammates at the same time start up at a very low cost so the first myth is uh, funding you don't need funding initially mm-hmm. as you grow you can uh, you know accumulate that um second myth about starting up is that you need to come from a business family to start up you need to know yeah. things about business mm-hmm. uh, to be honest uh, it's not about you being uh, you you being from an uh, ancestrally entrepreneurial com- mm-hmm. uh, entre- as if it's in your blood or something yeah it's 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 not, it's not necessary that your parents have to be businessmen or something uh, it's fine if you are a first time entrepreneur yeah. you can um, learn about the market through experience like uh, my my parents work in a company so uh, i don't know th- a lot of things about business i don't mm-hmm. know how to register a company yeah. but still i just learn it on the on the way i just mm-hmm. google it up and learn it on the way uh, so the thing is like uh, when you're starting up uh, once you start interacting with your customers once you start interacting with your potential customers you learn more about the market and eventually you learn about business you learn mm-hmm. how to talk to people you you learn how to psychologically impact them and make them purchase your product things like this so it's all about experience start calling up people start emailing people start reaching out to people and see how they behave to your product how they uh, interact with your product and eventually you learn about the business of uh, that particular niche that's nice Um, tell me a little about the importance of cha- of chatbots, and uh, you have WhatsApp uh, marketing tools as well. Mm-hmm. So how how does that help a company or a business? Oh great! Uh, I talk about this all the time. So <laughs> um, chatbots are essentially scripts of code which uh, answer your question, right? For example, yeah. if I'm chatting with Ishan. uh on whatsapp i'll be manually chatting mm-hmm. but imagine if ishan had a chatbot mm-hmm. so i'll be typing in something i'll be like hi ishan how are you and the chatbot would be replying saying hi harish i'm good so uh it just helps a commun- uh, helps a company automate the communication yeah. and this is quite critical right because a company cannot employ someone 24/7 it's it's highly uneconomical mm-hmm. uh it, and it's highly inefficient they mm-hmm. can't have Ishan sits in a company twenty four seven answering people's queries, mm-hmm. and most of these queries are repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give an example of a hotel. Yeah. In a hotel, people would be like, "What are your check in check out times?" They'll ask the same question some hundred times because they have hundred guests. Mm-hmm. So it's like a repetitive question, and this could be easily automated. So uh, we try to automate these processes. Right, and uh, apart from automating these FAQs, we also help them in lead generation. Uh, imagine you go to a website, a static website that has a lot of content. Uh, it's just not interactive it's so static mm-hmm. well imagine if that has a chatbot that pops up and says hi ishan how are you doing how can yeah. i help you yeah. maybe you're more likely to chat with the chatbot because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are so much used to whatsapp that mm-hmm. even if a chatbot pops up in a website they'll be much more likely to chat mm-hmm. so this way uh, we are helping the company generate leads mm-hmm. so it's helping them in generating leads and thereby boosting their revenue in the future so it's faqs uh generating leads and also you know if someone wants to give a feedback they can give it through the chatbot it's much better than google forms mm. you know this is much a uh, much more interactive experience yeah. so it's lead generation uh, uh uh feedback and automating faqs these are the main purposes of a chatbot that's and nice. you're talking about the whatsapp tools yeah. right so uh this is something we are recently building these are like whatsapp tools um a lot of small and medium enterprises in india use whatsapp extensively to communicate mm-hmm. with the clients uh and at the same time a lot of small and medium enterprises have a website that no one really cares about they just have a website that's not even giving them a good mm-hmm. roi uh so we were like uh, since people are on whatsapp and at the same time they have a website they, they're just paying the hosting and paying for the domain for no reason the website is generating zero results mm. you might have seen a lot of digital marketers make fake promises yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't make any sense a lot of 
like lot of traditional businessmen just depend on whatsapp and personal connections rather than internet connections mm. so it's like word uh, of mouth marketing so exactly it's it's mo- it's more it's so traditional a mm. uh, lot of them aren't exploiting the digital uh, digital space so it's like uh, since they are already used to whatsapp what if we are able to convert all those website visitors into whatsapp leads right so mm. we came up with these uh, whatsapp tools like share buttons uh, uh, you know like a chatbot icon for whatsapp yeah. uh, some pop-ups mm-hmm. that they're like the, the pop-ups pop-ups would be like spin the wheel to get a discount when they click on spin the wheel it takes them to whatsapp oh, okay. so uh, and then there'll be like a chat icon that'll say mm-hmm. chat with us on whatsapp they click on it it takes them to whatsapp then there'll be like a share button okay. so if they're viewing a product and they click on share mm-hmm. they'll be able to share that product with their friends on whatsapp So since everyone is using WhatsApp since more than a billion people are using WhatsApp yeah. this will help them publicize their website mm-hmm. much more effectively so that's what we are looking forward to that's really good i remember that like i had uh, the first experience with chatbots on WhatsApp i there was this big businessman called called Ehsan something mm-hmm. and uh, he gave me his uh, WhatsApp number he, he said that come talk to me we'll have a nice chat mm-hmm. and so i i saved his number and i went to his WhatsApp i said hello and there was this huge message that came up hello i'm this i'm this mm-hmm. uh, watch this uh, on instagram you can check me out on youtube mm-hmm. and i was like okay and another one popped up <laughs> mm-hmm. i do this kind of service to you if you want you can check out my website oh. uh, so i was like what is this and then um, when i looked into the about page it was written like that like chatbot and it was doing something of that sort mm-hmm. so that was my first experience with chatbots i i googled it and then i understood okay that is how they are doing it <laughs> great great even you were building chatbots right i was i was trying to but there was a lot of errors that were, that were coming in so i was like i'll build it slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> Recently, I started with web development. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is what I'm doing recently. I, I made my own portfolio website. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was good. Um, what do you think? Like, uh, if too many companies use chatbot, doesn't that take away the human like feeling when you have talking to a customer service? Like, there mm-hmm. was this LinkedIn post mm-hmm. that I recently saw, and uh, that she was complaining about the fact that she has never talked with a human customer service person. Mm-hmm. and uh, she wants more human like interaction so uh, does that mean that the chatbot technology is not up to that pace mm-hmm. that uh, it could uh, augment human like interactions mm-hmm. okay so uh, this is like a popular misconception which people think a chatbot replaces human mm-hmm. so here we aren't trying to replace the human here we are here we are trying to add a filter to how people interact with humans so if a person is receiving 100 requests like if a if a sales agent or a customer agent is receiving 100 requests we are using the chatbot to filter it out and bring it down to 50 requests mm-hmm. right so the chatbot is acting more like a filter, filter uh which helps reduce the number of requests a human is getting if someone is really depressed if someone is like uh, if someone has a critical issue obviously a human has to deal with them a chatbot cannot at this point it simply cannot mm-hmm. so these issues have to be escalated to the human while simple issues like what are your check in check out times yeah. can be dealt with by the chatbot so that's how it works a combination of both exactly both the work. future is a combination of robots and humans mm. that's good uh, let's talk about some of your tedx experience you recently oh, went for yeah. tedx what, what what did you talk about over there okay uh, it was quite interesting uh, it was my first tedx talk and there was a lot of hype Um I spoke about something called solopreneurship. Solopreneurship. Right? Yeah, so solopreneurship uh it's like entrepreneurship but here you're alone. Mm-hmm. So uh you obviously have a really small team but uh, it's not like a typical swiggy ola type of startup. Mm-hmm. It's a sustainable business in which you're alone and or with a couple of other people. Uh-huh. And this lifestyle is becoming super popular mm-hmm. especially in the tech industry because 
you are location independent you, uh, you don't have you have flexible timings so uh, it's, it's more like freelancing right yeah. have you seen people on upwork and mm-hmm, freelancer upwork freelancer yeah. so uh, i'll make this for you gigs and exactly yeah. these gigs and gigs and stuff so uh, it's a, it's a really a really cool lifestyle in which uh, you can stay in singapore you can be in some beach in bali and work at the same time mm-hmm. and uh, that too it has flexible timing so no 9 to 5 you can shift it to whatever time you whatever time suits you so this is this is a lifestyle that really interested me and i was like if i'm able to freelance digitally with just my laptop and if i don't have any constraints on on my timings if i don't have any constraints on my location then that'll be that'll be life that'll be yeah. amazing <laughs> but the issue is a lot of people don't know about freelancing they don't know that such things exist so through the tedx talk i want to like portray this i want to bring this out to people and that was the uh, you know that was the agenda of my entire talk so i just revolved around solopreneurship uh, so that was the like the digital nomad kind of a exactly, concept that is coming up lately nomad. yep yep yeah <laughs> you can you can go to youtube and yeah there's there a lot nomads. of videos yeah. on that cnbc and all that ah uh, that's good um so like uh, you talk about entrepreneurship a lot people have this uh, delusional concept of uh, what an entrepreneur looks like they have like uh, people instantly becoming millionaires or rich oh yeah uh, instantly so like uh, that is like so wrong and i think that needs to change it does okay <laughs> so um, the, the issue is a lot of people look at the end result yeah and not at the process mm. right so uh, today i might imagine of having a lamborghini mm. but if you don't know how to reach to that point where you can afford a lamborghini then it's just you're just living in la la land right yeah. uh, it's just it's so stupid mm-hmm. if i want to buy a house in say malabar hills mm-hmm. and if i don't know how i can reach to a point uh, from where i can uh, buy a house in malabar hills then you're just daydreaming it's it's so useless uh, while uh, and, and to be honest never keep like these materialistic things as your uh, aim because uh, even if you like achieve it by chance yeah. then that's where that your life just stops over there and you're like what next it won't make you next? happy yeah. uh, from like, the inside Ex- exactly yeah. like uh, imagine uh, um, after your board exams a lot of people are like i want this phone from my dad mm-hmm. and once you get the phone after a month you're like okay what next yeah. it's it's just so boring <laughs> ah. is your life over after you get that phone no it's just it's just so stupid so uh, i think is focus on the process yeah. right mm-hmm. so if uh, say i want a lamborghini then i would be like okay so hulock has to race series a series and then i need to send, sell this much stake yeah. and then we need to introduce these products we need to uh, we need to add these many clients do all the math and mm. then uh, i'll be having like say a hypothetical situation i'll be having like 100 crore uh, <laughs> income and then out of this 100 crore i'll spend 6 crores on a lamborghini which yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense but still i'll do that mm-hmm. if if you get if you able to do that math and if you able to execute on yeah. it just not, just not do the math then it, it makes sense you can mm-hmm. you can do it like a lot of rich people who can afford a lamborghini never grew up with the ambition of owning a lamborghini it just mm-hmm. happened right that that that's how it is so don't focus on the end goal just focus on the process uh that's that's really good uh, talking about connections and mm-hmm. uh, making clients what do you think uh, how do you think uh, linkedin plays a role in this because uh, i tell a lot of my my friends that mm-hmm. go you should go on linkedin you should uh, make content and help people out you'll uh, have some great relationships mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. connections which you can leverage afterwards whenever True. you're doing uh, go into the industry finally and they're like no we don't want to have jobs right now uh, we are fine with instagram and uh, twitter and all that so uh, how would you explain to them like <laughs> okay i'm not the best person to answer this uh, like uh, like getting clients off linkedin it's it's a bit tough it's a bit 
you know it's it's a bit uh, tricky but uh, growing your reputation on linkedin is super important mm-hmm. um like instagram it's fine like most of your followers are just your friends and yeah. uh, growing your reputation among friends it's important mm-hmm. maybe uh but at the same time linkedin just exposes you to the real market yeah. it exposes you to so many great entrepreneurs you can connect with sachin bansal you can connect mm-hmm. with so many amazing entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and at the same time not only entrepreneurs you can connect with people from google amazon and so many other people so uh having connections is really important like um as i said even if you have the best skills if you're not able to get customers if you're not able to get in the market then it's useless yeah. and having connections uh, really helps you get customers mm-hmm. uh, all these big million dollar companies you know how they get their customers how they go to conferences, conferences and yeah. that's the, that's their major source of clients mm-hmm. right so uh, conferences is uh, in conferences they have like one on one conversations mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just has a, it has a, it, it has a personal touch to it and that's how they they able to convert those clients and those potential clients into clients mm-hmm. and even linkedin uh, there's like a digital way of creating connections so if you aren't able to attend a conference you mm-hmm. can obviously build a relation using linkedin yeah uh, and uh like i'll give you an example like when i put up my tedx post on linkedin mm-hmm. it got like over a thousand likes yeah <laughs> and uh i got like so many dms from mm-hmm. entrepreneurs who yeah. were like oh i'm excited to see uh, what you're doing yeah uh, is there any way you can help us wow right so uh, until that day uh, I, we used to go and call and be like mm. hey how can we help you yeah. <laughs> and then at one point they started dming uh-huh. us and they were like how can you help us uh, that's a huge so, shift so yeah uh, so you know posting on linkedin regularly is important even if you don't get likes it's it's fine mm-hmm. the the main thing about posting on linkedin is that the person is able to see your posts yeah. even if he doesn't like you he'll mm-hmm. be able to see it yeah. on his feed and that just grows a mental image mm. so if i like over the summer vacations like e- before sorry before winter vacations i didn't know ishan properly like <laughs> i just met him once or something yeah. but during winter vacations this guy posted like almost every single day <laughs> on every platform i was <laughs> I and though maybe i did not like all your posts yeah. or uh, whatever but i still saw them right mm. and that has an impact and yeah. uh, that way i'll be like okay ishan the guy on linkedin oh ishan the guy on instagram <laughs> so next time someone talks about ishan i will be like oh i know him Mm. right uh, and if he did not post over winter and say at this point someone asked me uh, do you know ishan i would have been like no i don't i don't remember him <laughs> right so that's the impact you, you're having so remember keep posting on linkedin uh, don't uh, don't hate create that's that's yeah. something on instagram mm-hmm. i like it uh, just just keep creating keep pushing content it really helps you build connections and reach out to new people amazing uh, yeah and then over a period of time that would create like a, a snowball effect exactly what you're doing exactly in fact i got my summer internship through my youtube video oh wow like once i posted a youtube video which company was, was that it's called push start push start yeah, yeah. so it's and like a community of entrepreneurs mm. and the community is amazing they have people like sachin bansal too wow so it's like a curated community did you get to meet him no no uh, <laughs> maybe i'll get his number yeah but oh yeah. wow <laughs> um it's pretty interesting yeah. so uh, the thing is uh, i posted a youtube video it got like 79 views at mm. that time it wasn't even popular mm. so i got like 79 views and one of that view was uh, of the ceo of pushstart mm. so he texted me saying hey i liked your video would you like to enter wow so even That's if amazing. you get like one view remember that one view could be of anyone it could mm. be the ceo of microsoft or yeah. some great company and you might land up with an opportunity so mm. keep posting guys That's amazing. Now let's uh, talk about your YouTube journey and how you started off as a YouTuber. 
like uh, how did you start like what was your inspiration for starting oh starting a youtube channel um to be honest it was looking at other youtubers mm. buy fancy houses and cars uh. <laughs> yeah at that time I was we were so materialistic it was me and a bunch of other friends yeah. we used to watch a lot of youtube mm-hmm. and one day we were like yeah why not create content why not make content yeah. uh the, the main thing was uh, we just wanted to become popular in school like that just we as a bit popular in school yeah um that's how everyone is at that point yeah of age uh, and then uh, uh we used to like make really really random videos mm. like uh once we uh, made a video in which we are eating chocolate while urinating <laughs> in toilet it's like we thought it was funny but uh, it just it was just so disgusting and then uh, once we were uh, in a classroom and suddenly everyone starts banging the bench and playing music video of that yeah and we made a video out of it and suddenly a teacher comes in she's pissed off she's scolding ah. and then uh, we used to make videos like this and oh then the God. title had the name of the teacher <laughs> name of the teacher yeah so we just spoiled her reputation and two years down the line oh the teacher God. calls me up and is like oh, what the heck have you done harish mm. why is my video on youtube yeah. and then i would take it down so thank we used to do things like this uh, it was so much fun at uh, like initially it was money that was mo- that money that motivated us at that point youtube used to pay everyone there, mm, were, there were no restrictions yeah. so that motivated us but after that we were like oh that's money is trash we are enjoying this shit mm-hmm. uh, we need to move forward uh, yeah. and from that get point get serious from it not get serious we were just enjoying making youtube videos right, right? because uh, we used to like uh, sneak in a camera into school mm-hmm. it wasn't allowed and shoot random people yeah. and just put on youtube so it just got so much fun and that's how it started off later on my friends went to like different colleges so uh, we changed directions and then um, then i started making videos i initially started making of uh, videos about business mm-hmm. which a lot of people like it was uh, very niche specific right only people interested in business would watch it yeah. uh, a random kid from bitspilani would not like would my not videos like because it. it's exactly. about startups mm-hmm. and all it's not uh, fun to them. yeah and then uh, soon i was like i don't know a lot about business mm-hmm. i'm running out of content mm-hmm. i i've 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 given everything that i know to youtube and yeah. now i'm out of content mm-hmm. so now it's time to learn let's shift so after that i started making videos about bits which is quite easy because yeah. <laughs> i just have to film myself yeah. wherever i'm going and your going. friends to come in yeah and my friends too <laughs> and they'll be more than happy to come in the video mm-hmm. so that's how we shifted and after shifting to bits the subscriber rate and all just skyrocketed yeah, just, uh, because <laughs> people in bits started watching it so yeah, yeah. that's amazing like recently youtube has changed a lot mm-hmm. so uh, my sister started last year uh, she's in 6th grade and she does book reviews and all stuff mm-hmm. and uh, my father also started uh, last year itself and he started this his own podcast and he talks about how we can train trainers um and but, but this time it's a lot different and it's a lot difficult to have, get views and uh, you know uh, maintain that kind of quality mm-hmm. on youtube because there's there's too many uh, content creators on youtube mm-hmm. so how do you uh, how do you uh, like okay, navigate um, through that it's basically supply demand right um i use a bit of technical skills for this mm. so there's something called google uh, keyword planner okay over there you can see what people are searching for mm-hmm. so i go and search if i type in bitscore it will tell me what are the keywords people are searching for in bitscore mm-hmm. so people are searching for bitscore mess people are yeah. searching for bitscore <laughs> hostels people are searching for bitscore fees mm. people fees. are fees is yeah, more fees is fees was like the top priority 
so people are searching for these things people yeah. are searching for bits for girls girls yeah <laughs> I, I, and uh, then i was like okay so these are the top uh, searches mm-hmm. now i go to youtube type in bits cover yeah. uh, fees mm-hmm. and then uh, i see that there's no video about it mm-hmm. so i'll be like okay let's make one let's make one Yeah. Uh so uh recent yesterday I made a uh, video about day in the life at Bitscoa. Mhm. There was there was no video about it. Mm-hmm. So I, and there were a lot of searches for Bitscoa. So I was like, yeah, why not make a video? Mm-hmm. And now when you type in Bitscoa, it's my video that pops up. Yeah. So that that's how you just uh, see what's in high demand mm-hmm. and what's not there in the market and then just push it through. I've seen those keywords in your description. Exactly. Uh, you write key keywords and then all the complete yeah. list of all the keywords. So that's how the YouTube algorithm works. But uh, isn't there tags like in the tag section when you upload a video? Uh it depends on both your tags okay. and uh the description. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to post a video, make sure your description is filled with keywords. Make okay. sure your tags are filled with keywords. Yeah. amazing um so let's talk about uh, imposter syndrome in mm-hmm. software development and uh, have you ever had that kind of experience and if so what did you Can do you explain what is imposter imposter syndrome? syndrome is like feeling that you're not good enough in coding or mm-hmm. like you see these jargons and all these things happening and you're like oh my god what is this how can i how can i learn this this is impossible mm-hmm. uh, has it ever happened to you Okay yeah it uh, it often happens like every single time a new framework comes up I'm like yeah. oh I don't know this mm. and this is getting popular I know Node.js or oh, I don't know React mm. and then uh the best way uh, I I just take it positively right the next thing that I do is I try contacting people on campus who know about these things mm-hmm. uh so say Mehul Mohan knows about yeah. Node.js mm-hmm. so uh I'll be like uh, I I'll start asking asking questions about Node.js and eventually learn from it so it's all about finding the right people and then just learning from them Mehul Mohan is, a, is an amazing person yeah yeah I'll yes. be having him uh, next on uh, next episode so stay tuned for that oh, too <laughs> he's much better than he yeah. is <laughs> Uh, he was he was very humble in uh, talking to me he was like sure we'll do a good episode so <laughs> that that is coming up next so like uh, talk, uh, tell me a little about what is uh, positron.com i saw positronpro.com is in your oh, okay. linkedin so. um okay so uh, initially uh, we started off positron pro as a, re- a depression relief site mm-hmm. so uh, we want to like put in a bunch of motivational videos so that people who are suffering from depression can you know get some sort of relief that was the initial idea and uh it didn't work out well a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't use it mm-hmm. and then we made it a drop shipping site okay. we uh started putting out toys and then advertising it on uh facebook mm-hmm. even that didn't work out well mm-hmm. so uh and right now it's like uh, a chatbot website yeah. for hotels mm-hmm. so if hotels want to buy a chat they'll have to go to postronpro.com so you have two startups Mm, not really. I just have the same startup with two websites. Oh, it's like two websites. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> so, like, uh, talk to me about like you were studying for JE, right? Oh yeah. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> and you also learned piano. Oh yeah. I saw those videos of you. Uh, talk me really. <laughs> <laughs> I research everyone before I. <laughs> and so, like, um, you were like even I uh, learned to play tabla. Mm-hmm. in 9th grade and uh, and I learned to play tabla when I was in 3rd grade yeah. then then I just forgot about it <laughs> it's a good experience yeah i sold my tabla on olx <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have my tabla still with me i play whenever i go back home great <laughs> it's a good experience so let's let's talk about how do you balance it all like between you have startup and you also have a youtube channel and then you mm-hmm. also have to manage your academics mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> i saw that you got a decently enough cg right mm-hmm. 
if okay. i'm not wrong <laughs> semester dropped like heavily okay i'll just reveal my cgs <laughs> so in my first semester i was pretty focused on academics i got like 8 plus something 8.3 or something mm. uh though i was running a startup right yeah. uh, and i still don't know how i managed to pull it off but it's something that fascinates me till date and you're in electronics uh, yeah i had like <laughs> in my first in my first year so yeah. it was like a common course okay mm. uh but i think i was able to manage it because i didn't spend a lot of time with my friends okay yeah. uh, my social life was pretty limited at the that the golden time. triangle that we have in college yeah, exactly uh, so you sacrificed so, on some uh, i didn't hang out much with my friends and i used to spend a lot of time on my startup i used to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. studying too mm-hmm. so that's how i managed to pull off in uh, 8.3 in my second semester i focused a bit on my social life and uh startup i i just reduced its intensity so i didn't do much in my startup and uh as far as uh academics is concerned i was equally uh motivated so i got an 8.2 or something mm-hmm. then in my uh second year my entire focus shifted to the startup and social life so okay. <laughs> i was socially active yeah. and at the same time uh i was uh doing my startup mm-hmm. so academics had to take a back seat i ended up with a 6.75 6.7. and uh then but still after even after the results came in i was like i'm happy mm. like when i got an 8.2 i wasn't even happy i was like okay yeah. <laughs> i mean it's just a number it doesn't mm. matter yeah. when i got a 6.75 i was so happy mm-hmm. that i spent all of my energy in focusing on my startup yeah. meeting new people mm-hmm. talking to people and having so much fun with much my teammates much more enriching experience yeah we we went on uh, lunches together with with our team we used to hang out we used to just drive mm-hmm. so the f- fun of being with your team and uh, you know hang out with your friends in college and at the same time doing something as productive as a startup is is truly fascinating so academics it's fine just just make sure that you graduate and uh, <laughs> apart from that it just doesn't matter because as long as you're getting a degree it just doesn't matter just make sure that you have skills that are that will make you employable mm-hmm. uh, apart from that it's fine so in today's world if you want to become great mm. you just need three skills first learn to code learn, please learn to code it's yeah. super important even really if you're important. in biotechnology learn mm. to code yeah. secondly you need to have like great public speaking skills mm-hmm. you need to be able to express yourself mm-hmm. to a lot of people at once exactly and uh, thirdly learn to manage people mm. if you're able to manage a lot of people if you're able to uh you know gather people and make them do something great mm. then uh nothing like that you can leadership skills exactly being a leader is really important so if you have these three skills uh, it's enough to pull through this world and you can obviously become great if you have these three awesome so what are your future plans for your startup and your youtube channel oh the amazing part about both of them is it's so uncertain i know okay. tomorrow we might die <laughs> off tomorrow oh. there'll be no hulock is it Or like that it could raise seed funding so it okay. could be anything it's it's really uncertain mm-hmm. running a startup youtube uh, it all depends on, on how active i am if i'm procrastinating there'll yeah. be no video for the next one two months <laughs> uh, uh but for the youtube channel i'm trying to um i just reveal this business model uh, uh i'm trying to you know monetize on it okay uh, i know for some reason i just feel i should monetize everything yeah. i know why Uh, you have, you have not monetized it yet like you have more than 1000 subscribers it is it is uh, monetized but uh, as of now i'm not earning anything from youtube okay uh the thing is uh in more than youtube uh, just for uh, all the people who want who are aspiring to become a youtuber you don't earn a lot through youtube adsense it's mm, it's yeah. a chiller like mm. you don't you don't earn a, earn a lot <laughs> uh you'll uh, like i have around 
how many 1600 subscribers or something mm-hmm. i get like 30000 views every single month mm-hmm. and at max i'll be able to earn 30 40 per month okay. which is not which is not huge mm-hmm. it can't help you run a family or yeah. you know earn a living mm-hmm. so what i'm planning is uh, i'll be targeting these bitsat coaching institutes okay. and be like hey i have a youtube channel in yeah. which i have a lot of bitsat aspirants coming mm-hmm. would you like to sponsor wow yeah so uh, that's, that's how that's idea. how it works and uh, always make sure that i mean okay uh, always make sure that if you're building something mm-hmm. and if you want to earn money off it then think of creative ideas like once i made a video about check uh, yeah. check is check, that yeah. uh, money earning site mm-hmm. in which you answer questions and earn money yeah. so uh, downside went, like exactly yeah. so an american company sponsored me because i made a video about check mm-hmm. and that company was a competitor of check so okay. they were like compare check with our product and uh, we'll pay you this much what was the name of like solution solution in yeah so i was like cool mm-hmm. so always think of like creative ways of monetizing your videos and yeah that's it great what do you think about the uh, the platform of audio right now uh, like i've started this podcast what do you think about the future of audio going forward into this new decade uh, that we are honestly yeah audio is the next video yeah. it's it's going to be super popular mm-hmm. podcasts already are becoming popular they were mm-hmm. present earlier yeah. but uh, like long time back say 10 years from now i'm pretty sure there were podcasts there was radio mm-hmm. but uh, after the arrival of spotify and even yeah. gana came mm-hmm. up with podcasts and even anchor is doing mm-hmm. uh, a pretty good job all these new podcast platforms just democratized it a lot of people know about podcasts nowadays yeah. people like jay shetty earn a living mm. through podcasts yeah, on purpose yeah uh, so it's it, it's the next video and just like how instagram took everyone by storm i think podcasts is the next uh, platform so spotify i'm pretty sure their podcast platform is doing well mm-hmm. so uh, and at this point it's quite easy to get on these platforms yeah like pretty right. much i started with zero uh, yeah. i didn't invest anything in this and uh, i'm making so now is the best chance to get on these platforms mm-hmm. like in the future it'd be so crowded that it will be just just like youtube yeah it'll become like youtube so just just monopolize and grab this opportunity Seems so great. that's some important tips for you all <laughs> <laughs> all right harish thank you so much for coming in uh, thanks for having me again bro yeah sure so yeah thanks for waking me up <laughs> all right guys that was it for today i hope you learned something from this and i will see you guys in the next one